Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, the uh, never-ending debate over money buying happiness has uh, surfaced again recently when people were asked, would you rather have a low-paying job that you love or a high-paying job that you hate? Well, I've never had either. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and about half of people, I think this is interesting, half would want a low-paying job that they love. And maybe that's the world we're in right now, you know, when employers can't find people to work. People just don't want to take a job they don't like. They want to do something that they're passionate about, that they're into. Right. Even if it won't pay the bills. Yeah, I don't know whether or not that when we consider what is low paying, if that is a job that can't even pay the bills. I think Mm. we described low paying as still in the six figures. Whereas, you know, yeah, yeah, it it doesn't pay me a ton, Mm. but I'm getting, you know, everything I need out of it. I think, too, with people just getting started out of university and college and depending on what you've studied, I think that there is this feeling like I'm going to get into law or I'm going to be a a pharmacist or I'm going to be a a school teacher or whatever it is. I'm going to work in the sciences. And so you hear that lawyers make this and pharmacists make that. And I think a lot of people feel like they should be making that out of the gate. Mm. That no, you still have to build a business and get clients and and all of that. Because I yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot of people when they when they're asked what should a starting salary be, they're thinking seventy, eighty, right, ninety thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and, and I think also, you know, people might be more willing to get into uh, originally low paying careers mm-hmm. that they love, but not necessarily jobs. Right, like, right. Like, whereas you know, if they they want to see a future in something, uh, whereas you know they don't want to just take the money and run, kind of. Yeah, and listen, I don't uh, begrudge anybody wanting sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year out of the gate because in the year twenty twenty three, you kind of have to make that kind of dough to get anywhere. Mm. You know, when the lovely Marie and I first got married, we were lucky if we were making fifty five grand a year between the two of us, but. We were able to afford a home because it was still within reach. Right. When you only needed fifteen or twenty thousand dollars as a down payment. And now when you need two hundred grand as a down payment. And four grand a month. Yeah. Right. Now oh, speaking of mortgage payments, um, and I don't know how this would affect us, but I'm hearing that this Silicon Valley uh, bank crash could play in our favor for um not that it would be like 2008 when the banks crashed in the states but rather because of that interest rates could start to fall there could be some domino effect with that i don't know if that's the case or just wishful thinking um but for anybody who maybe is you know up for a renewal on a mortgage in a year or so maybe this might play to our favor and we might see interest rates come down a bit yeah don't we're not going to see it where it was though no 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 and it's not going to be one percent that's the issue people are, are or yeah. if you're waiting for it to get back down to you know 0.5, mm. 0.25, yeah, that's not going to happen. Your mortgage rate's still going to be well over three. Yeah, probably for some time to come. Um, interesting uh, with speaking about money buying happiness. 
The poll asked if being rich would make you happy. And only a quarter of people said being loaded would bring much more happiness. Only a quarter. That's shocking to me because look how look how many of us go to buy lottery tickets every week in hopes of becoming stinking rich. Yeah, but I think even those who buy them, there's a little trepidation in in the sense that if you know if you won the the big one, mm. then it's going to create some problems. That, that whole more money, more problems. Mm-hmm. Where it's gonna, people are going to come out of the woodwork and want things from you all of a sudden. Yeah. Right. You've said it. You, you play like Lotterio when yeah. you play because, you know, you want enough to take care of you. And that's it. I think, like, the most I think it ever gets to is, like, the most I've ever seen it get to. And maybe there's a cutoff with Lotterio. I would assume there is. But, like, 1.2. Yeah. You know, if I could win $1.2 million... Oh, my my world would be, like, completely different. And all it would do, and if this is a major thing that it would do, is it would take away all my debts, it would give me a little nest egg, and it would let me sleep at night. Right. Well, and listen, you know, when I was in the States uh, in January, I bought a ticket for that Powerball. Yeah. Right, which was $1.2 billion. It's insane. US. It's insane. <laughs> like, it's not even fathomable, no. really. And and sure, at that point, you're going to buy yourself a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and perhaps, yeah, we're not trying to buy happiness out of that. I think we're just going to buy stress relief more than anything. But there'll be some extra stresses that come to you. Oh, for sure. But I think it also buy you a lot of isolation and loneliness. Oh, yeah. You know, I... How uh, do you trust people? Yeah. Look at Tiger Woods right now, right? Okay, he's, you know, he's single again. Whatever he's going through with his... Uh, now ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how hard it must be to find someone to, to date that doesn't know who you are or isn't looking for a hand up? But there's a bit of a personality flaw with him. It's it's strange that he continues on with these women who their stature in life is so low right. behind him. Yeah, not like the best. restaurant managers. And I mean, even his wife, Elon, was she was a nanny. Mm. Like, okay, I get it. As he's aging, it's going to be tougher for him. But even when he was a younger man and was in the prime of his life, he was really dating these women who, of course, were looking for a hand up. And I think there's so many other people in, in, in his similar situation, too, that when you've got that kind of money, I guess the example I was trying to make was just that when you've got that kind of money, yeah. you know, fame or popularity, whatever it may be, combination mm. of the three, then it, you know, it, it can lead to more issues in the sense that you can really... Do you trust people at that sure, point? that's right. Look, uh, the reason I only mentioned his personality and dating thing is I read something the other day that there's odds uh, odds makers now who are putting up the uh, the bet on who he will date next. Mm. And uh, the big, the number one, Giselle Bündchen. Wow. Now, I say that's perfect for him. She doesn't need his money. She doesn't need anything for right. him. That's a safety net for him as well. Mm-hmm. You know, not signing all these non-disclosure things when you're... Of course you got to get women who are a waitress to sign these things. <laughs> I'm crying out loud. I don't know. And, you know, uh, back to the money and happiness and not trusting. I remember this is years ago, and I read it in, like, some, uh, some magazine. And it was the story of a young woman who uh, won, like, the Powerball. And at the time, it was whatever it was. 
And she had just like six weeks earlier gotten engaged. And she was so grateful for that. Yeah. Because she goes, I, even if my boyfriend had not asked me to marry him and we'd been dating for years and he waited and he didn't ask me till after we were married, I don't know that I could have accepted it. Right. And she said, you know, they, they traveled the world. They were like 25 or something. They traveled the world. They bought a home. And within a couple of years of doing everything they wanted to do they were literally staring at one another going what the hell do we do with the rest of our lives and if you go from nothing to everything right you you don't have the resources to handle that the sense that you know right away you're gonna get a call from money managers well you didn't have money before so you didn't have a money manager right so you gotta find someone you can trust with your money that's not just gonna take it from yeah, no, I know. It's uh, it, it it has always seemed to me to be too much. Uh too much wealth I think is too many problems. I don't know if I'm just cursing myself, you know, from never having that kind of wealth, but uh I'd rather just be kind of, you know, not broke. <laughs> <laughs> Not in debt. I just like to look at my bank account and see it's more in the black. Is it the black than the red? I see. Is it the black? I, I don't even know what color it goes to. It's always in the red. Does it go black when you're even? Yes. Okay, because I'm tired of the red. How many of these do you know? Abbreviations that we all use online. Now, the way we've got these listed is they start off easy and I think get more difficult as they go along. So, Lucky. Yeah. What does DM mean? Uh, direct message. That's right. JK. Just kidding. BRB. Be right back. TBH. Uh, to be honest. Look at you. IRL. In real life. You are fast. You're good at this. I would have been stumped after probably BRB. <laughs> um, NSFW. Uh, not safe for work. T T Y L. Talk to you later. N B D. Um, N B D. Mm, that's good. You got a lot of these. Yeah, I don't know if I know this one. No big deal. Okay. Oh, this one's I think easy. I M O or I M H O. In my opinion, yeah. In my honest opinion. <clears throat> or humble, I guess. F T Y. Um. Oh, sorry, not Y. Sorry, F T W. F T W. Yeah. Uh, for the win. Yeah. S-M-H. Uh, shakes my head. I-D-K. I don't know. I-D-C. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> O-M-W. On my way. That's what I send to you every morning. <laughs> G-2-G. Gotta go. T-F-W. Um, T-F-W. No. That feeling when. Really? I've heard of that. Then MFW, my face when. I L Y. I L Y. I love you. Yeah. I am you. I miss you. Yes. I C Y M I. In case you missed it. You are really good at these. <laughs> I've seen a few, but there's a lot on there that are a lot more than there than there are on there for sure. S O M L. Um, something of my life. No? Story of my story life. of my life. F you. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, your children were quite young, about six months old or so, first six months, uh, a lot of times you get advice from family members and friends who maybe have older children want to 
try to help you out, but a lot of that advice can get pretty annoying uh, pretty fast. And uh, it seems like every parent's favorite thing to do is dole out advice to new parents. And a lot of it is, um, it's kind of, it's advice, but it's judgmental advice. (laughs) You know, like, stop holding them so much, you'll spoil them. Right. Don't wait too long before you have another one. You're not holding them right. Let them cry it out. You're just creating more problems for yourself down the road. Don't entertain them with the TV or your phone. If you let them sleep in your bed, they'll never leave. These these are the things that... I don't know if parents are just saying this stuff to other new parents because they've been through it, so they made those same mistakes. I don't know if holding a newborn too much is going to spoil them. I mean, you you, got to kind of... There is that crying it out thing, right? You're supposed to let them do that. And I think right. we've all gone through that with uh, with young children. I think uh, setting bedtime or getting them to sleep in their own beds mm. is one of the more difficult experiences for many that you can go through as a, mm-hmm. as a new parent. Yeah, especially if you have had them uh, in the bed with you. I remember saying to Maria, there's not a chance. You want to put them in the, the thingy there beside Bassinet. the bed. But the, it's not, it's, I used to refer to it as it, it's not sleeping with us. <laughs> well, and, and not that I didn't want the kid in the bed with us. I was just afraid I was going to squish him yeah, in the middle of the There's night. a danger to it. So, oh, and then I, but I, I mean, there's some parents have gone to the extreme. Like I, I, I know some who, they're like the husband ends up on a couch. Right. Is the baby's in the bed with the mother. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a bit much. Uh, there are others who, who hire sleep doulas. People who come in to train the baby how to sleep in its own bed. Mm-hmm. And basically doing your dirty work, right? Yeah, I, I remember with Evan when when it came time to get him out of the out of our room, the bassinet or whatever right. it was beside the bed, put him in his own crib. Right. Uh and you know, closing the door and hearing him cry and like the two of us in the hallway both crying. Oh really? <laughs> like just because you wanna help them, right? Sure, like yeah. it's Difficult to hear your child cry. See, I just found it annoying. Right. (laughs) Shut up, I'd say. Like, enough. You're fed. You're dry. Enough. Now I'm at the point where I try to make them cry. (laughs) Yeah, you're not happy until they're crying. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I know everybody wants to be helpful. There are some things that you can give advice on. That, Like, perhaps a mother is breastfeeding and she's having a tough time getting the kid to latch on and Maybe a woman, you know, who's been through it could say, well, I tried this or tried that. But, but that's also frustrating because babies are so individual when it right. comes to that as right. well, right? Some some babies just don't latch. So uh, that is one of those where when you're going to go stick your nose into that kind of personal a business, mm-hmm. really tough to do. Well, yeah, and maybe you should wait for them to ask you for the advice. Right. I think that's the general rule, probably. You've had your kids. You raised them. Let the other raise their children. Shut up. Right. If if somebody wants to ask a question, if a new parent needs some help, they'll ask. If not, leave them alone. They'll figure it out for themselves. But we all believe. And look, I'm in that department, I, I don't think I was ever bad. I know that certainly when Maria and I uh, were uh, waiting for Daniel to arrive, I think we were pretty sure we were going to be the best parents ever. <laughs> well, I th- we we might have been a tad obnoxious in our beliefs of like, well, this is how we're going to do it, and we've got it all figured out. So many are like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that changed pretty quickly. It all went out the window, especially when the little Hellraiser David arrived. 
Uh, the uh, we're never going to slap them on the bum rule changed relatively quickly. <laughs> I think I smacked him for the first time in the car ride home. I almost had to go back into the house and change my pants this morning. I went out and started my car, went back in, came back out. And as I step out the door at the bottom of my driveway, two dudes picking through my recycling. Oh. Wow. Well, you know your car is a piece of crap. <laughs> When they're more interested in the wine bottles in your recycling than a running car in the driveway. I mean, I see them all the time in the evenings when you put out your recycling. Someone's driving around or riding their bike or doing whatever. And listen, it's my little... I used to, pre-COVID, return all my beer cans and wine bottles and booze bottles to the liquor store. And when COVID hit, I stopped doing that and I've carried on with it. And I figure, out somebody needs it more than me and... Take it, have it, do with it what you will. But at 4.30 in the morning, dude? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And two of you? <laughs> You're a team? <laughs> they are. You're splitting a 50-50? Right. And, and uh, yeah, that's that's how they work for their money. Yeah. Which is, you know, in, in some sense is shocking to me because all I hear from businesses and business owners that I know is that they can't get staff. Right. Like, they can't pe- get people to work. But you know, that that would mean showing up to work <laughs> and working someone else's hours. Yeah, I think with guys like this, it's a whole other level of issues. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah of these course. guys are not going to be coming in and working at the uh, at the drive through uh, because they've got a lot of probably things I, they're dealing with. I want to say those guys might have been my neighborhood recently in the afternoon because. Uh, you know, the dog was freaking out at one point because, yeah, there were two guys going around there and they were communicating with each other, like they're talking to each other on cell phones, telling where they were. They got cell. They had a whole system. <laughs> they had a whole plan. Probably making about two hundred eighty grand a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with all of it because I feel like, okay, you need the money, go take it. But when the guy pulled up in the Range Rover that right. one day, I thought this <laughs> enough is enough. Thousands of people took an online poll and were asked random things. That are turn-ons and turn-offs. Oh. People were asked about tattoos, and most said they're a turn-on. Okay. But we're less likely to agree about piercings. Less than half said they're a turn-on. Gotcha. They didn't ask about uh, locations of the piercings. Okay. I'm assuming it's not just ears. Mm. No. Boy, some of that looks painful. Mm. I mean, the earlobe looks painful enough. But you see, like a tongue piercing or like to me, that must have been painful as hell. Right. I don't get the lip one, but Mm. to each their own. Yeah. I just don't know. I would, I think, constantly be playing with it. Or maybe that's the point. Or with the guys that get the big holes in their earlobes. Yeah. You know, they get the plugs. Yeah. It's strange. Anyhow, that's just neat. It's not my thing. Um when someone you're dating responds to a text immediately, most said it's a turn on. Those who think it's a turn off say it's a little too desperate. Okay. No. There's probably a very fine line of what's too quick and too long, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Too short is desperate, but anything over a minute and you're fuming at the other end waiting for a response. Probably a spot on time. Like it yeah. must be one hour. 12 minutes. If you're one hour 13, it's over. Uh, when someone's really funny, it's a big turn on. Almost all say humor is uh, very sexy. Right. When someone's super talkative, over half said it's actually a turn on. 
on. Uh, I would think it would be a huge off. Okay. When someone's overly confident or cocky, most of us say it's a turn off. Okay. Loud talking. Okay, maybe that's the problem. Right. Loud talking. Almost all said turn off. When someone gets jealous really easy, most said turn off. But just being overprotective is different. Over half say it's a turn on. Okay. Again, a fine line. I'm trying to think of what my turn ons and turn offs are. <laughs> turn on, breathing, and, a, and a, <laughs> upright. <laughs> and, and one wants to have sex with me. Right. That's a huge turn on. Rock mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.